you have an empty cup in your mind. And if you don't fill it up, it'll get filled up for you. You know, and it will get filled up for you with a conscious collective, uh, collective conscious. It will get filled up with what you read and hear and see. And so I took that and said, whoa, you know, we got to guard our mind. You know, Jim Rohn used to say this all the time, and I, I listened to him frequently. He said, there are, you have the capability of being the guardian of your mind. You have the capability of not necessarily being like a soldier in your mind's battle, but actually being like a, um, like a general, just controlling that. You're listening to the Maximum Enthusiasm Podcast, the exploration of life fully optimized with Megan Hotman. Hey, Maximum Enthusiasm Podcast listeners, welcome back. Today's episode is brought to you by Champion System Custom Cycling, Running, and Triathlon Apparel. Their website is champ-sys.com, C-H-A-M-P-S-Y-S.com. Why do I love Champion System and why is it the cycling and triathlon gear that I use? Well, for starters, the chamois in the shorts are amazing. I wore my Champion System bibs for the Dirty Kansas back in June. That's right, 206 miles and about 16 hours in the saddle and I didn't have a single issue. In addition, their gear is really, really awesome. It's lightweight, zippers are great, seams are great. As I mentioned, the chamois is great. I love their cycling gear, but also their triathlon and their running gear. And I've worked with them for several different custom kits that I've designed. Their art department is really, really easy to work with. And their production time frame is actually among the shortest in the industry. It's about four to six weeks from design submission until your goodies are on your doorstep. Not only that, but the folks behind Champion System are some of the people that have been with me since the beginning of my cycling career, and they are based in my home state of Nebraska. So you are in good hands if you do your business with Champion System. I can't recommend them enough. Visit their website at champ-sys.com and tell them that Megan at Maximum Enthusiasm sent you. Hey, listeners. Welcome back to the show. Today is Friday, March 27th, 2020. Not sure where or when this episode will find you, but here in Colorado, as of yesterday morning, we've been placed on a stay-at-home mandate by our governor, and we've been asked to stay at home other than for essential businesses and essential activities. I'm super grateful and thankful right now for the ability to recreate outside. I can't tell you how much walking, running, and riding my bike outside have been an absolute saving grace. And I'm seeing that that's the case for a lot of people here in Colorado as I'm seeing record numbers of people outside getting their recreation fix. And what really warms my heart is seeing the families out there who are taking bike rides and walking together walking their dogs. Uh, it's a really beautiful thing. A couple days ago, I was on a bike ride and I stopped in downtown Denver to take some pictures and a woman was sitting there with her daughter and her daughter was um, just pulling her violin out of her case and she was saying that they had decided to practice the violin sitting there in a fairly public place just to be outside. 
And it was wonderful. The mom said, I feel like we've gotten our kids back. And that basically referred to the practices and the homework and the schedule that many of our young people um, have considered normal. But now with this pause in place, the families are having a chance to reconnect. And it was then that I noticed the young girl's t-shirt that said, you are so loved. And it choked me up a little bit. I actually asked her mom if I could take a picture of her and she said, yes. So I have this beautiful photo of this girl that I would estimate around 10 years old, holding her violin, standing by the Creek in downtown Denver, wearing a t-shirt that says you are so loved. And it's poignant for my guest today, Dr. Kevin Holman. He's my chiropractor. He's practiced here in Golden, Colorado. He's a wonderful human, as you'll hear, incredibly energetic, which as I now contemplate my guests is very much a consistent theme of the people in my life and with whom I surround myself with. You may have noticed that most people on the show that I interview are pretty energetic and enthusiastic and I don't think that's an accident. I try to surround myself with that type of person as much as possible because yes, it is contagious and it definitely boosts my mood to be around people like Dr. Holman. He's truly a leader and he's also just so passionate about what he does and his why that it's hard not to get super fired up when you talk to him about it and it's uh, really good stuff. It's the the, the why behind the practice of chiropractic medicine and what it can do for us as humans. And certainly my own personal experience has been that it's been really powerful and impactful. And instead of just going for adjustments when I was in pain or when I had a traumatic injury, going on a regular basis and noticing an overall balance in my body and in my energy that I did not previously have before. You'll hear Dr. Holman talk about the current state of affairs, and we close with um, some of his thoughts about it. He says in general that what the world needs right now is just simply more love and more empathy, an attempt at better understanding, a slowing down before we speak, a consideration for what others may be going through. And he even alludes to ways that we have tended to be awful to one another, for example, in emails when we are not face-to-face with someone. So his hope for what good may come of all this is not just that we will potentially slow down, but also we will realize our human interconnectedness and be more loving and kind towards one another. Um, Certainly you will feel that if you visit him in his office. And right now, the state of chiropractic care in Colorado is a little bit confusing, So you can definitely call him and schedule a video consult or a phone consult with him. And I highly recommend that you consider that. If you're looking for one more way to boost your immunity right now and just improve your overall sense of health and wellness, definitely time spent with Dr. Holman will be an investment and get you closer to that goal. His website again is goldenhealthchiropractic.com. We talk about that a few times on the episode. We will post links to that on the website. But for now... I encourage you to take a deep breath and settle into something comfortable like a chair or a pillow. Maybe even think about your posture as you listen to this. I know Dr. Holman would be proud. Sit upright. And if you're looking or listening to this on your phone, do us both a favor and don't look down at your phone. Let's hold that phone straight out in front of your face or better yet, set it up on a shelf somewhere higher so that you have to actually look at it. 
Or maybe this finds you listening to this podcast while you're out walking. And that would make me even happier to know that you're moving and listening. Sending so much love to all of you, anyone listening, wherever you are, whenever you are finding this. Um, I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for Dr. Holman. And I'm grateful for the fact that today is Friday and that I've got two arms and two legs and I'm breathing and that I'm about to go make myself a nutritious dinner to wind down this week. So thanks listeners and keep finding those sources of maximum enthusiasm in your day, wherever and whenever you can. Bye for now. Let's rip it. Let's go for it. Yeah. Are we, are we going right now? We are going right now. Perfect. Uh, welcome to the show, Dr. Kevin Holman. Welcome to Maximum Enthusiasm. Thank you very much. It is an absolute pleasure to be here. I'm kind of honored after looking at the list of people you've had. We were just talking about it, but you've had like 39 episodes. That's, yes. That's awesome. That's like a lot of episodes. Like I'm looking like through here and looking at some people I know, and I'm like, wow, I'd love to just click on that and dive in and just hear about what they have to say. It's, it's, it's pretty amazing what you've done. And the site is beautiful. I'm, oh, I'm hey, definitely going to rep you real hard at the office with all my clients. It's going to be great. <laughs> thanks. This, this was born out of a, a passion project. This started in 2018. I was coming home from a race called Gravel Worlds and um, not sure really what, what spurred me into action, but yeah. you know, sometimes the, the gut just chimes in and says, this is something you need to do. And I've got a wonderful friend, Stu at Relish Studios, who does the editing for me. Without his help, I couldn't do this. But it's oh, really awesome. been fun to just get the brilliance of the people in my life out into the public so that other people can experience their brilliance. Totally. And that's exactly what my intent is with you today. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, speaking of gut, you know, things, the moment I met you, Megan, it was like, this, this person is, is something else. Oh. You know, like I, I've told you this before, but everything you touch is gold, you know, or at least it turns into it after you touch it. Um, I'm, just, I'm just going, I'm just scrolling through your website right now. This is unbelievable. Oh, thank you. Well, I always so tell, so other people have said that to me as well about everything you touch turns to gold. And my comment is usually that's because you haven't seen the failures. So, uh, I would say 50% of the <laughs> things I try don't work out. You yeah, just don't yeah. see them or hear about them. <laughs> Yeah. So, I've heard um, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But thank you. I appreciate the compliment. It's really fun to have you on the show. I want to share you with everyone. And to provide some context to our listeners, today is Friday, March 27th, 2020. We are in the mid of the COVID 19 uh, totally. yeah, situation. Yeah, I'm going to interrupt you. It's March 27th. Ew. This morning, people were walking into the office, and I, I kept asking, Do you know what day it is? They had no idea, did they? No idea. No idea. Nope. Not one. Not one. It was hilarious. Anyway, I had to, I had to say that because not many people are present right now in the midst, like you were just no. saying before I interrupted you in this COVID-19. Yeah. People are like, they don't have track of their days or times. I have to tell you this month of March feels like it's been an entire year long. I still keep looking at my watch. Like, is it still yes. not April 1st? Or How is this possible? The memes are rolling out like crazy. Like I didn't know when I would, when I changed my clocks forward or backward, whatever happened, I didn't know when I changed my clocks, the whole world would shift. You know? Right. Right. <laughs> right. Like, and here in, um, back, please? can we please just undo whatever we just did? <laughs> can we just put it back? <laughs> oh, yeah. 
And here in Colorado, just yesterday, we had the governor's order issuing the uh, stay-at-home mandates, which mm-hmm. has impacted a lot of industries. And I know me personally, we spent the better part of yesterday dealing with the bike shop situation since they were excluded. And then bike repair was included, which is great because we see people using bikes to get around and also, frankly, to just get out and get their recreation wow. and so, not lose their mind. Yeah. So how much time passed between the exclusion and then the inclusion? So what was wild is, uh, so what is today? Friday, yesterday was Thursday. So the night before I'm totally discombobulated on dates too. So Wednesday afternoon, the local counties, Douglas, Boulder, Denver, et cetera, issued their orders saying that bike shops were essential businesses. And so all the bike shops collectively breathed a sigh of relief because they'd been waiting for some instruction as, you know, other companies like restaurants and such were shut down. So we all went home Wednesday night thinking we were in the clear. And then the governor issued his order Wednesday night after hours. And this is after a bunch of people had taken their bikes to bike shops to get them repaired and had left them in the bike shops. We wake up yesterday morning, Thursday morning to find that the order was still as it had been the night before and Uh not edited, which was that it did not mention bike shops in any way, shape or form. So it was different from the county orders and yet it listed auto repair shops. And so bike shops were scrambling to then close their doors. They were trying to figure out what to do with all the bikes that they had just taken into service. And through this mad scramble yesterday and through our local bicycle lobbyists, groups like Bicycle Colorado, they were able to get the governor to revise his order to say that bicycle repair is an essential service. So bike shops were able to reopen to provide repair service, but not sales. And so that's where we are. And it's been this moving target. Um, And from a lawyer's perspective, the governor's order also excluded lawyers and law firms initially. And then it came back and it included lawyers and law firms. It's been a very challenging time. I think I can honestly say on behalf of everyone that today Mm, I feel like we can all breathe a bit of a sigh of relief because we at least know what the rules of the game are now. We at least know what we're supposed to do. Right. We don't need more ambiguity. Oh, my gosh. Exactly. Exactly. It's it's just tough to have a statement that is so uh, inclusive. That's right. I have empathy for the the lawmakers right now. and, And when we switch like that, you know, it's like... It's tough. It's, it's like people are trying to say what we should do who have very little uh, experience in what we do. And I'm not saying That's we right. like chiropractors. I'm saying we like lawmakers or doctors in general. It's like, That's right. would, would we please leave the MDs alone and let them do their job? Like, can we, That's right. Can we get that? <laughs> it's, yep. it's, it's a lot of gray up in the air. It, everyone's crazy stressed and you know, fearful right now. And Big time. So the fact and, and that you guys were able to do that is, oh, that's just brilliant. It's beautiful. tremendous. I feel like it's a win for humanity, you know, selfishly, of course, on behalf of cyclists, we're seeing so many people riding bikes, which is a huge win for cycling. And of course, it's great that bike shops can keep the doors open. And and we're certainly being mindful of everyone's safety and health as top concern. Um, But I feel like it's a win simply because what we're seeing is with the elimination of most activities that people can do with the cancellation of schools and the closures of businesses, literally running, walking, hiking, and biking are four of the final things that we are still permitted to do pursuant to social distancing and stay at home outside. And we're seeing that with the volumes of people out recreating. And I personally believe that this is exactly what we need to keep people healthy, both mentally and physically. So if we can keep people riding bikes and keep the bikes repaired, I think that's pretty important. And um, it doesn't even have to be on a bike, just if people are out walking and hiking. I know yeah. you believe in the power of, of physical movement. And wait, wait, um, you're, you're telling me that, that exercise <laughs> can affect mental health? 
What? Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. Weird. Yes. And and uh, let me back up for a second and introduce you for our listeners. So <laughs> my guest today, after we, we've, uh, yeah, we waxed just... poetic, uh-huh. <laughs> just straight up went COVID-19 wax poetic there for a bit. Um, my guest today is Dr. Kevin Holman, owner and founder of Golden Health Chiropractic here in Golden, Colorado. And for our listeners, his website is goldenhealthchiropractic.com. Um, Dr. Holman, you have personally helped me get healthy and, uh, improve my health through the power of chiropractic care, not just with the adjustments, but also with many of the exercises that you've sent me home to do. It's one of the things I appreciate most about you is that you are not simply someone who does adjustments and then teaches his patients to rely only on him for their, their wellness. Mm-hmm. You empower us with a lot of information, education, and send us on our way. And you and you ask us and implore us to do our at-home exercises. So what I want to know is where does this love and and passion for the body, for health, for wellness come from? And you know, what makes your chiropractic practice so so special and so different? Well, those are two very good questions. Um and I appreciate the intro. That was fantastic. Um, <laughs> let's start with this. Uh, the passion is stirred from philosophy. And it had everything to do with my freshman year of college. And we had a, a botanist as a professor out in Steamboat Springs. Uh, after being a ski instructor, I, I tried, tried my hat on at uh, college. And if you can get freshmen in college to be interested in plants, you've done a great job. So this was a biology course, and this guy was uh, one of the nerdiest guys I've ever met. And um, he started just going through, I I remember the day, the lecture, I remember everything about it. He started going through the intelligence of plant life. And what he did was very interesting. He, He made an analogy or a similarity comparison between plant life and human life. And wow. he also brought up chiropractic, saying that what they are doing is actually pretty fascinating. And in, my, in the back of my mind, I was like, huh, I don't really know what I want to do with my life. I'm a freshman in college, and all I want to do is ski. And so when he brought that up, it was like a click, very simple decision, and I've been on goal mode ever since. Um, wow. The, the relationship between plant life and human life is is just about the universal intelligence within all animation of our, of our planet. And so it's, it's, it's the same way if I cut my hand, it's going to heal. If I cut a corpse, it's not going to heal, right? Right. And, and we can go further into that and say, yeah, if you give that, if you give that corpse aspirin or Advil, nothing's going to happen. If you give that corpse surgery, nothing's going to happen. So really, it, however you want to call it, God, uh, innate intelligence, prana, chi, you know, electricity, it's the animation, the, the true animation of the human body called life force. And I think that's the true inspiration of why I'm so passionate for teaching chiropractic um, and, and obviously um, practicing chiropractic. Um, as far as this practice goes here, how we are different is within the actual examination itself in detail, in specificity, um, not a cookie-cutter practice. Uh, a lot of people have been to chiropractors before and or other doctors before who don't listen and don't take time. 
and they're treated more like not you know it's a it's a common phrase like a number instead of a actual human being in front of them who needs love and respect and care in this moment and we need to create a care plan around that person and their needs in that moment you know and and it's not necessarily my agenda it's it's the person in front of me what they need in this moment and they may not know as much as i do about the situation and it's my job to let them know that i can help them and this is how i can help them do you want help i have certainly experienced that as a patient in your clinic and um, have treated with other practitioners in your field throughout my life and had not been to see a chiropractor for several years and then when I yep. uh, resumed seeing you as a result of a trauma that I was dealing with in my neck that was causing me some significant uh, life impairment limitations, that was definitely my impression of you from the get-go. And so I, I just want to say oh, that great. if that is your intent, it is working. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Speaking for myself, I can't speak for your other patients, but I certainly do feel like an individual in that office. I don't feel like a number. I don't feel like you're trying to put me into the same category or circumstances as another patient. Um, it definitely feels individualized. I can even just recall a few times when we've had like a evaluation scheduled to see how I was doing and something was completely off with me. And so we've postponed that until a following visit or, um, even times when we couldn't figure out why my back wasn't responding to treatment. And then we dug a little bit deeper and there was some things going on in my life, my personal life that mm. were, were more mental and emotional issues right. that were certainly contributing. And, and you sort of express these aha moments, whereas, I didn't necessarily think I needed to share those things because I didn't know how they would have impacted the spinal alignment, but of course they absolutely did. Yeah, and so to your point about the grand design, like that's part of the, ma the magic of your practice. Right. There's a lot to the philosophy uh, diving into chiropractic and we don't have to necessarily do that right now, but uh, some of the principles in chiropractic are, are there for a reason and they're, they're axioms. You know, these are all truths. And if we follow it, chiropractic will never fail you. You know, but uh, like one of your podcast members already said, we are human beings. You know, uh, just because we're a doctor doesn't mean we're, you know, all knowing, <laughs> you know, right. omnipotent human beings. You know, that's it's. And so um, I think what's important is to understand um, as much as you can that uh, the person in front of you is an individual who needs love. And, um, and that's not just in the, in the clinic. It's not just in the, your practice. It's not just in your career. It's in your relationships. It's, it's, it's all around. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So let's dig into um, what I guess I would say I've come to really appreciate about chiropractic through my work with you, which is, before I would say I approached it as an athlete, I, it was sort of a functional thing for me, put me in alignment, put me where the bones and muscles need to go so that I can perform at my best so that I can train harder so that I can recover quicker. That's, that was kind of my pursuit of chiropractic. And, yeah, and, um, and you also sound bored when you say that you got to amp it up a little bit, you know, you know, that's, that's exciting stuff. People don't even know that aspect of it. So let's make it, let's do that again. Make it real exciting. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Keep going. I'm listening. Well, yeah. So where I was going with that is that was all well and good, of course, but yeah. I was cutting myself off from the 90% of the benefit that it actually can provide. So mm. yes, it was technically putting the structure back in place and that's great. 
But what I've come to appreciate along the same lines of chakras and yoga practice is that when one system is imbalanced or out of alignment, everything's out of alignment. And I guess I've really come to appreciate that with chiropractic care that similar to an acupuncture practitioner who is approaching the entire system, chiropractors are not just adjusting one bone or body part. It is really an overall system approach. And I didn't truly appreciate that until you started doing some of those exercises where you would push on my hip and then you'd have me hold my arm up and see if I could hold it up while you press down on it. Yeah, yeah. And before the alignment or the adjustment, my arm fell immediately. And then after the adjustment, I was able to maintain arm strength. Yeah. For me, that's a huge aha. Yeah, you sound crazy, though, when you say it, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's true. (laughs) You know, it's, it's, uh, there's a lot, there's a lot of, of depth and width within, within the profession. And that's why, obviously, there's so many ways to go about uh, taking care of people. Uh, in chiropractic alone, and the public perception is a little off with what chiropractic is, what chiropractic isn't. But uh, if we dive into just what most people think about, it's it's very basic, and it all depends about on who you're talking to. And, and this goes for all communication, and this is communication skill one on one. You know, intelligence and knowledge are two very different things. If I say something, even though it's perfectly said and uh, there's plenty of research behind it, and it's backed up perfectly. If that person is in a, a different level of knowledge, and, they, and you say a word that they don't understand, they instantly just say, I don't get it. Or, or um, you, there has to be enough shared affinity in, in the conversation so that you can make sure that however you're teaching what you know to that person gets comprehended and not just listened to. You know what I mean? So when we talk about when we talk about actual structure and function in the muscles, ligaments, tendons, and bones, that's musculoskeletal. That's physics. That's biophysics. That's kind of easy to understand for most people. And so I don't want to teach people Spanish on day one. You know, I don't want to, you know, download the whole chiropractic philosophy, science, and art in day one. I want to meet you where you're at. What do you know? What do you want to know? How do you want to do better both in this office but also outside of this office? Like, what can we teach you so that, A, we build enough trust in this relationship so you know that I know what the hell I'm talking about, but also if you don't change anything at home, how are you going to expect to get the best results? Yeah, chiropractic is awesome just in itself, and we could talk about that all day. But let's go a little bit deeper and give you a little bit more information on the outside of here because, again, if you don't change anything that you've done the last three decades, you know, uh, we're, we're not going to get as close as possible to that optimal function or uh, optimal health, um, which, is yeah. what, which is what most people eventually understand to comprehend to want instead of just, hey, you know, my neck hurts. And I say, yeah. hey, if you're looking for a temporary relief, take a drug. And then people That's look right. at me like, what, what, why the hell did you say that? And I said, because you got to understand that this symptom was, is not the problem. You know, we could get rid of the symptom easy. You know, go, go, go take a drug. Go take a shot of cortisone. Um, although cortisone and drugs have anti-inflammatory aspects and they help with tissue sometimes. But if you take them too long, there's research to say that it's tissue damaging. But anyway, topic for another time. Uh, yes. The idea here is cause and effect. It's pain versus reality. It's proactive versus reactive. This is chiropractic. 
and um, it's 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 been around for a century, and still only a portion of people use it. And I think that's because of the way we're trying to educate um, as doctors to the layperson. Uh, going back to just communication, you need to be on the same level with the person you're talking to. You have to understand what they're hearing, not what you're saying. Right, which I think personally you do a great job of, and I consider myself someone who's fairly well read and um, with a history and lifetime of, of health wellness um, studies, certainly non-medical, but as a, as a health and wellness instructor and just as someone who was an athlete. I feel like most of what you say to me makes sense, but I also get the sense that you would keep checking in with me until it did. You wouldn't right. just blather on and on and just drown me in medical minutia. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and um, Jackie, my wife, um, she always yells at me for this because it's, it's, it's part of my kind of what I've trained myself to do over time is make sure there's comprehension on the other side. And so I keep making analogies until I get a head nod or a, or a, uh, a, a like an acknowledgement. And so at home, I'll do the same thing and I'll say, hey, uh, this happened. And then she'll say, she won't say anything. And I'll keep talking until I actually get acknowledgement from, from my wife. And <laughs> not so good of a practice at home if she's three feet away and can obviously hear me. Uh, so she's, she's like, do you know how much you over explain? I'm like, yes, all the time I do, but, but, but I'm doing it for a reason. Right. She's like, Kevin, I know the dishes aren't done perfectly. You don't have I'm to like, give me an analogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to, she's, uh, it's, it's hilarious. Oh, so, bless her heart. Well, yeah, totally. it's good that you're aware of this blind spot of yours that she keeps you on your toes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Without um, her, I'd be a mess. Well, I do want to talk about what chiropractic practice is and is not, but while we're on the topic of sending your patients out with some in individual and applicable knowledge for them to employ in their day-to-day -day life, um, one thing we talked about earlier is this issue of text neck, which is a thing, and it's an actual curvature in the C-spine that we're seeing more and more and more with the evolution of the cell phone and all of us looking down at the phone as opposed to holding the phone straight out from our face. You got it. And definitely an issue that I've been combating between cycling and staring at cell phones. And um, you've been helping me with that. And I wanted to share the scaling uh, muscle stretch for our listeners to do at home. So can you talk us through it? Yes. Uh, this is with... With an obvious preface of we don't know if uh, what <laughs> um, we don't want to cause any damage when we're doing certain stretches, and I think that's obvious. But I just wanted to give that kind of kind of um, preface to this. We can teach exercises all day, but be smart with it. You know, if it starts to hurt or if you get nausea, dizziness, headaches because of any stretch that you're doing, probably not the best idea. But in saying that, I will also say I teach this thing to like 80 to 90 percent of the people to, who do walk into this office, including kiddos, because they're developing different than, let's say, uh, millennials uh, developed uh, with, with in regard to spinal curvature. Right. I didn't necessarily grow up with video games 24 seven. I grew up with like Halo came out when I was in middle school, high school, and I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. You know, I didn't grow up with an iPad in front of me when I was two years old. Yeah, um, same. So it's, it's very, very different. These curves in our spine are designed 
for shock absorption. They're designed for maximum flow of cerebrospinous fluid. They're designed for maximum flow of electricity, i.e. Uh, uh, basically brain's communication to the entire body through the direct connect that is the spinal cord, central nervous system, and the peripheral nervous system. Um, and they're also designed for us to fight gravity as well as possible. And gravity doesn't quit. So with us being in a position, as long as we are, that's where we get into trouble. Yeah, we're designed to be able to sit down and look at stuff in front of us, like write and look at our computers. But the amount that you and I or the mass majority of our population do it is extremely damaging, especially with kids as they develop. And so we always say, get your kids in so they don't <laughs> uh, develop abnormally and definitely so they don't end up like you do, mom, dad. Right. Uh, we right. don't want them to have the same problems that we do. Um, but anyway, so as far as these scalenes, they're a muscle in the front of the neck. See what I mean? No one knows what the scaling muscle is, so why would we say it? You know, Spanish. <laughs> so, true. So, true. So if you want to look it up, it's scalene, S-C-A-L-E-N-E, and they are a group of three muscles on each side of the neck, and they are directly uh, attached to the vertebrae, and they are directly attached to the first rib. And one of the things that happens when we get so in, into this forward-leaning, head-down posture is that we become our environment. Um, we are plastic beings, plastic meaning we form to our environment like water. And so because of that, our muscles uh, will weaken, lengthen, tighten, um, strengthen, or atrophy in, in, in whatever environment we are in over time. And again, this isn't like you just learn this stretch, so do it for three weeks and you're going to be better. This is you got to do this stuff that we teach for a very long period of time. Um, and see, see what I mean? We can just dive into this. But the scalings are, are muscles in the front of the neck. The front of the neck has become very shortened and tight. Everything in the back of the neck has become very long and tight. So what we don't do is stretch long muscles. Uh, we focus more on the actual shortening and the scar tissue buildup in the, in the scalings themselves. And so if yep. we want to look at how to do this uh, just by describing it without any imaging, it'd be active release technique. Also very Googleable. Active <laughs> release technique is ART. And um, basically you shorten the muscle first actively by tilting your head forward. You pinch down on that muscle belly with your fingers. Just and, above the collarbone. Yep, just above the collarbone. Anywhere in the neck is fine. And you slowly and gently pull your head 180 degrees away from wherever you are pushing. As soon as you feel this stretch, you've gone too far. Do not hold my stretches ever and do not feel my stretches too much. As soon as you have it, Good. Let it go. Do it again in another spot. Change the vector of the head pull. If you didn't get it, rewind it. I said it perfectly. <laughs> right. Of course. Of course. And maybe we can even throw up a link to oh, a video. Totally. You That's a great idea. Yeah. 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 We'll that That's for sure idea. in the write-up. And um, I will, of course, include a link to your website as well. But what, what I think uh, a warranted mention at this point is that uh, whether chiropractors are actively practicing in offices or not in the current situation, you are able to still offer video and phone consults with patients, which I think is fantastic. And yes. this is one of those areas where you could absolutely do a video call and help someone start addressing this, this shortening of the front neck right, right now. Right. Yeah. When do we need to start? Now. Now. 
Exactly. <laughs> uh, that's, that's a fantastic idea, and we're, we're very capable of doing that. Again, I am myself a millennial, so the, the technology is not lost on this office, and we can, we can make it very easy to learn this stuff. It's just some people are, uh, some people learn, dif- everyone learns differently. And how we teach is usually how we learn. So what I've tried to do is, is make sure that, yes, I speak it, I show it, and I send an email with it all written out, and I send an image so we have all the basis covered, you know, um, on, on learning this stuff. And that's one of a hundred things. Right. You know, and, and people always say, Doc, what about this? What about how I sleep? What about how I eat? All that stuff is super important. But if you're not drinking water, there's no point in taking vitamins. That's true. You know, we're not going to talk about 56 and 72, although they will also increase your certainty with whatever you're doing. They will not, not be near as important as number one through 10 as far That's as right. prioritizing. Which I also appreciate about you too, is that I, I feel like you do hone in on what the foundation is of the present patient. Again, just speaking from my own experience and then building from that without a sense of overwhelm. It's a right. very uh, steady progression in bite-sized pieces that, um, yeah. you know, you've always given me homework when I leave your office and it doesn't feel so overwhelming as to be unattainable, which I right. appreciate. You know, some people hate that though, Megan, some people oh, want it all right away. And I say, you know, that would be nice if you did hmm. everything perfectly proficient, but <laughs> it's not going to happen. You know, we're probably going to get a 50% proficiency on anything and then we could do more damage than, than not. And right. when we add too many variables, you don't even equation, know what's working. The equation gets more complex, right? It, it takes away objectivity and takes away scientific method. And it, you don't know what's working. You don't know what happened. You don't know what made it worse. You don't know what made it better, right? Right. Yeah, which I like about you is that it's very methodic. And, and to your point, you're not injecting a whole bunch of variables all at once. At least in my own treatment, we've been able to hone in on what things were having effect and to what extent by really only introducing new things, you know, one at a time in a very linear fashion. It felt like very logical. When your tiny size brain is ready to take it, I will give it to you. No, I'm just kidding. So (laughs) (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Like I said, knowledge and intelligence are two very different things, you know, and, and people need to understand that, especially when, in a current time like this, when we're all yelling at each other and sharing our yeah. opinions, we need to understand that there is a human on the other side of that who has, you know, in their mind right now, they are either in a reactive state, very fearful themselves, sharing what they just thought. You know, it's, you know, yep. I, it's, it's hard to just talk about chiropractic in a time like right now. I, I think we all need a little bit more love. Um, Agreed. And we need some we need some damn leaders. Agreed. Well, and to be honest, that's one of the reasons I wanted to have you on this show is that while I'm watching people go through all the things, um, business owners are struggling with whether they can keep their staff, and then I'm watching employees being laid off, and um, there's just there's just abundance of heartbreak everywhere you look. And um, to me, the thing that I guess I keep thinking is if we don't get people's stress levels down and if we don't help people manage their mental and physical health in the midst of this, we may stand to lose more people to heart attacks than we do to the virus itself. Because I'm seeing people who are normally incredibly balanced and healthy in my circles. I've never seen them like this. I myself am pretty good at managing stress and I'm struggling a lot with getting Mm -hmm. good sleep right now, which is a good way for me to come unraveled quickly when I don't get good sleep. 
And so I'm seeking out people like you for the show right now, especially to say, give us some things that we can do to care for ourselves so that we can try to bring ourselves back into a state of some sort of calm and productivity rather than this anxious, uh, reactive state. Yeah, there is obviously uh, a need for calm. And it is very difficult to act fearless or be fearless without coming off as, I would say, like callous or careless. Right, right. Um, in, even in my relationship at home, I am trying my hardest to be, you know, uh, the leader in what seems like a, a crazy, chaotic uh, Murphy's Law situation. And uh, yep. in, in it comes off sometimes as, you know, this, this carelessness. And it's, it's very difficult to present that way. And that's why I say we got to have a little bit more empathy. Um, Mm. I think that's number one is to just recognize human nature in that our, our biology is set up very similarly than what it was a thousand years ago. You know, we're, our brains are hardly any different, you know, instead of fighting tigers and bears, we are now <laughs> having this massive amount of stress and our body's reaction to that, the same biochemical response is happening and it's tearing the body down bit by bit. Yeah. All the science and research has been, has been there for years and it's so obvious and easy to say that increased cortisone, epinephrine, norepinephrine, the fight or flight hormones will do what to the, to the uh, immune system? It'll destroy it. It'll, it'll, it'll tear it down. Absolutely. Yeah. It'll destroy it. And, um, it's, yeah, we weren't meant to have this systemic level of stress. We were meant to fight the tiger and then things went back to normal and the cortisol levels dropped. And then right. maybe we had to fight a tiger three months later, <clears throat> but it wasn't systemic and ongoing. Yeah. Another way, yeah. Another way to look at it too is, is we are, we are supposed to be able to be this stressed and that's where chiropractic comes in and its ability to take irritation and pressure away from the nerve system and allow the body to communicate at optimal levels, closest to 100%, like I was saying before, and so that we can have a healthier internal environment being able to regulate the external stressors. And there are three external stressors, trauma, toxins, and thoughts. Um, and within those categories are a ton, right? Trauma, toxins, and thoughts, the physical, the mental, and the chemical. Deal with those, right? Um, so in my point is, is that I don't think balance is, I don't think we should be seeking balance at all times. We should be seeking on how we can tolerate those stressors that are going to come. You know, everyone gets stressed out about being stressed out. Right. You know, it's so we have to be able to, con and our whole physiology is set up this way. You know, we're not meant to be this Zen perfect being at all times. We're, 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 <laughs> we're meant to be crazy stressed out. We're meant to uh, digest rest and we're meant to expand the lungs, contract the lungs. We're meant to dilate and constrict blood vessels, uh, but obviously in a healthy sense. So maybe that's really where to go with this is we hinted at it before, but you know, what is and isn't chiropractic care. You've just alluded to the fact that it really is designed to let the, the entire system operate at its, 
at its best and most maximal capacity really for someone to thrive as opposed to just surviving. Mm, nice. So can yeah. you explain that? Can you walk us through how chiropractic is really intended to make the whole system function optimally? Yeah. And again, we could discuss the science and research, uh, but I think the easier we talk about it, the better. And I'm not, sure. uh, I'm not saying that most people won't understand it. And if you don't, you know, please ask me questions because um, I love talking about it. It's all I talk about every day. Um, but let's break it down to the, its, its actual root. And its actual root is nerve interference. Nerve interference, nerve pressure, nerve uh, irritation. Whatever, whenever you step on a water hose, you're going to have either brown grass or dead grass. Okay? So think about that. Chiropractic's job is essentially to take the foot off the water hose. Okay, and what I mean by that is if you look at Grey's Anatomy or any medical textbook, not the show, Grey's Anatomy, awesome show, awesome show in the 2000s, loved it, uh, just dated ourselves, but um, yes. I think it's still on. Is Grey's Anatomy still a yes, show? it's still going. That's okay, what that's, I hear. Yeah, I don't know how that's possible. That's awesome. But, I got uh, to watch it. <laughs> anyway, Grey's Anatomy is a medical textbook. In, in, in all medical textbooks, you'll see that the central nervous system the, not the system that makes us nervous, right? It's the no. nerve system. That system governs and regulates every single function in the human body. All organs, tissues, cells, and glands are regulated by the brain. And so when I ask people what's the most important organ, they will say the heart, you know, because, you know, we were taught this stuff, but we were taught it in grade school, you know, or in high school anatomy, maybe, you know, and and, and just because we were taught this very simple, easy logic that the brain has a direct connect that literally communicates to every organ, tissue, cell, and gland in the entire body, it doesn't mean that we will remember it, you know? And so people, people say the heart, and I say, okay, what tells the heart to speed up and slow down? Perfect. Well, and they say, yeah, but you could take the heart out of the body and it'll still beat. True, it has its own electronic uh, mechanisms, the, the nodes in there that make the heart beat on its own in case there's an emergency, like your brain shuts down. But mm -hmm. when we are in a situation uh, of fight or flight, what tells the blood vessels to contract or expand, um, expand to take away blood from uh, organs and have your muscles get all that blood so you can fight. Um, the brain does that. You know, what tells all the, and, and then you don't want to separate the systems either, right? The humoral system, the, the respiratory system, the, uh, the circulatory system, the endocrine system, all regulated by the brain. And so the reason why chiropractors focus on the spine is because there are little nerves that exit every single level in the spine. And because there's so much motion in the spine, there's also uh, potential for a misalignment, but more accurately, stickiness and lack of movement of that spinal column. And that's what we're looking for as chiropractors to take pressure and irritation away from that spinal column, uh, sorry, away from those nerves and allowing the brain to better communicate with the liver or allowing the liver to better communicate with the brain. It's that simple. And really, there's nothing more to be said because when we feel pain, how do we feel it? Through nerves right? When, when muscle yeah. and ligaments and tendons and bones have to heal, how do they do it? 
they get told by messaging in the brain that we need to do it. And when cancer begins in tissue, it begins in weak tissue. It's getting terrible messaging from the brain to that tissue. And then what happens is you're reproducing cells, but let's say you're reproducing cells at 80% electricity. You're gonna be reproducing the same damaged unhealthy cells. Now turn that electricity up to 90%. Okay, a little bit better, right? You're now reproducing 90% cells. So who wants 90% of electricity to their heart? I mean, if there's a 100% option, I'd rather have that. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And that's chiropractic. Um, And chiropractic in its genesis was never meant for pain, headaches, low back pain. But what we noticed was as history shows, when we started taking care of thousands and thousands to hundreds of thousands to millions of people, that's what it became popular in because it's it's one of the best uh, natural health care options for those things. Um, but that's the difference between what the chiropractor is trying to do versus what the patient comes in for. Sure. And so, you know, you'll, in another way to put it, a guy, a guy with low back pain comes into the office and after a month, obviously his low back pain goes away because I'm adjusting him and I'm awesome. Uh, but yeah. also what he notices is that after a month, he, he doesn't wake up five times in the middle of the night to go pee. Mm-hmm. You know, and he says, is this because of chiropractic? Or you have a guy who, um, if we talk about the immune system right now, the guy comes in uh, to this office in particular, and uh, he has uh, upper neck pain, low neck pain, and upper back pain. We start adjusting him. Two months later, pain goes away, obviously. And all of a sudden, he comes into the office once, and he says, Doc, my, the chronic congestion that I had in my nasal cavity is completely gone. Wow. I, I had I could breathe better. I have more energy. I'm sleeping better. Is that because of chiropractic? You know, and then I have uh, a family of five comes in. Uh, mom, dad, kids are getting adjusted, obviously, because it's a smart mom. And mm-hmm. uh, she a year later after care, while, while she's getting care in here, a year later, she comes up to me. She says, Doc, I don't I don't know. Um, I don't know how to tell you this, but I, I think I can't recall. I'm trying to think of a time that we've been sick this entire year. Oh, my gosh. And I don't think that uh, that we have been sick. And I said, yeah, you know, we hear that in this office all the time. Big deal. Let's get you guys adjusted. And she goes, no, no, no. It's a big deal for us because, <laughs> because our kids are in the age where they're going to the uh, where they're going to daycare and. They're bringing home inevitably all this, all these viruses and bugs, and it used to wipe us out once a month, a week to two weeks, the whole family. Wow. And uh, she said, since we've been getting adjusted, I don't think we've been sick this whole year. It's great. And obviously, they, they can get sick right now, but it doesn't wipe out the whole family. And, and that's kind of terrain theory versus germ theory, um, which is a great topic for um, uh, future podcasts. Fair and, enough. Um, and how how uh Beecham was was right and um pasture was wrong okay. <laughs> right? if okay. theory was accurate we'd all be dead you know and obviously it's not black and white it's uh um, right. there's there's truth to both you know i'm not going to lick a surface that uh someone with coronavirus was just was just touching but uh, there's um there's a difference between are are you a host that allows this to to um permeate Sure. I mean, anyway, anyway, that's chiropractic in a sense. And, and that's why we get so fired up with what we do, because we have no idea what's going to happen when we give that adjustment. Right. It's, it's not fair to say what's going to happen. Like I could adjust a corpse and nothing's going to happen. 
I could adjust right. a corpse. I could have the most accurate, best adjustment, best surgery, best pill of all time. Nothing's going to happen. The only thing that heals the body is the body itself. Or actually, I should say, what heals the body, you or the body? The body. Well, if, the, if you're dead, the body's still there. Oh, I see what you're saying. So, yes, yeah, it's my yeah. brain's connection to the nerves and the whole system that does exactly. it. Exactly. Got it. Exactly. And it's that system that we want uninterfered with. Chiropractic doesn't add anything or take anything away. It focuses on that system. And that's the beauty of it. Um, now, of course, in saying that, we also have been trained beautifully on biophysics. You know, uh, we've been trained on the musculoskeletal system. And so we know uh, how to, a lot of us, there's a technique in chiropractic, how to work with curvatures in the spine. And that's um, one of my specialties is, is what I was trained in is how to do that very, very well at home for people. And so coming into the office, yes, we're not just doing the adjustments. And although they are super powerful, again, we want to make sure that at home you are changing as much as you can. And it doesn't have to be perfect. Mm -hmm. I always say your best is good enough. But, yep. um, but More than um, it was. exactly. Yeah. Um, and that's that's kind of where we're, where we're different here. Which I certainly saw with my own neck uh, issues with my C spine. Oh, yeah. and with you, with you, it was, it was almost it was almost like we got those images, and it was surprising in this in some regard. You know, I've seen images that are terrible, and they the the patient has no symptoms whatsoever. You know, images don't show pain. X-rays don't show pain. No. You know, and I've seen I've seen images with that were perfect. No disc degeneration that I could see. Uh, no curvature misalignments, and the patient couldn't walk. You know, and so when when we saw you and your images, if you don't mind me sharing, not at all. No, absolutely. When we see that disc degeneration, it's 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 like, hey, how long has this actually been going on before you realized it? Yep, a long you time. Know? Mm -hmm. it, and that's another thing too. I always say people would take better care of their spine if they wore it on their face. And that's a, that's yeah, a, that's a, a dental analogy, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and it, plus it's behind us, right? No one ever says my front hurts. That's right. Yeah. Who cares? It's behind me. I don't care. <laughs> and, and, and we're going to heal. Like we're going to get fine. Like 70% of the stuff, you're going to feel fine. But what's going to happen is it's going to heal incorrectly. And you will start to compensate and muscles will get short and tight and weak and long and all of that stuff because the body's brilliant. It will take the path of least resistance. But it's, it's kind of like this straw that breaks the camel's back. Eventually, your body will hit a threshold, whether it's a, whether it's a, a severe illness, cancer, or a disc herniation, or, you know, headaches. You know, what is the headache? Is, it, is, is the body just telling you, is it whispering or is it screaming? You know, something right. is wrong here. Your headache isn't, isn't, uh, isn't caused by a lack of aspirin. Right. You know, <laughs> it's like, there's something here and the body's trying to communicate with you. Unfortunately, in every single disease process known to man, symptoms are the last thing to show up. Mm. So we don't brush our teeth because they hurt, right? We don't get adjusted because of pain. It's proactivity versus reactivity. That's chiropractic. Which I didn't fully appreciate and realize that until I got into a regular uh, adjustment schedule with you. So as I mentioned Absolutely. in the past, 
especially when I was kind of full-time athlete, I was simply treating things when pain was present. Right. right. And then and, when it wasn't to, to, to give you credit though, you did great. Like there are people who see that and just take a pill or just ice it and rest it until the pain goes away. Oh. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's the individual. If all you want to do is get adjusted and get out of pain, hey, that's fine. It's better than nothing. It's better. Yeah, than just not being in pain has never been satisfactory. Satisfactory to me. I Ooh. always want to be the very best, but I was not doing myself the full favor of chiropractic care by only going when I was in pain or when I'd crash on my bike or when I'd have a specific traumatic injury. Um, having seen you pretty consistently since last March. So it's been a year since that huge neck flare up. And then I was hit by a car last May. And so we've had these two traumatic things that we've been working through. And then even after all of that tamed down, continuing to do regular adjustments on a pretty much weekly basis, just having the opportunity to say like, wow, nothing in my body hurts. Yes. My sleep is fantastic. Um, the things that used to bother me on big bike rides don't anymore. And just feeling that sense of basically once a week reset, because we all know that we sit funny, we sleep funny, we, we tweak stuff and we trip off a curb. We sit at our desk too long. Things get tight. Things get funny. You know, you don't have to have a traumatic event. It just, it's like a reset. So you go back and you put all the pieces back in alignment so that the system is flowing a hundred percent again at full capacity. And then you set yourself up for another week of, you know, optimized living (laughs) as opposed to, you know, getting by. Right. I, I, I'm getting adjusted once a week and I will for the rest of my life. You know, me and all my friends do it. My mom, uh, she does once every other week. You know, uh, my daddy does once a month, you know, and, and as long as we're consistent, I think the consistency is a little bit more important than frequency because everyone's different. Sure. If you're sure. consistent, you know, if you're getting worse, we, we can tell by an objective examination with neurological, orthopedic and muscle tests, if you're getting better, worse, staying the same, you know, it's not a click, click, see you later. Oh, fine. See you. See you next month. You know, and obviously we don't just take the subjective, the, the, the complaints therein, Right. You know, um, so it's, it, I've said this to you before, Megan, Megan, how you feeling? Good. Okay. Not enough. Let's, let's, work. Right. let's see how That's you're right. functioning. So this is feeling versus function, but yeah, well said on that. Um, very well said. It's, it's kind of like a get to that level of optimal function. Whatever that may be. If you're 70 years old, probably not going to be 100%, man. We're not kids anymore. I'm sorry. You know? Right. Um, but we will do our best in the shortest period of time to get you there. And once we have you there, good. Let's try to keep you there. Whatever that may be. And if there's, um, if there's economical stuff in the way, whether it's time or money, we'll just make it work. Well, and it's to my point earlier, I may have had a little discomfort in my back. Maybe it was a little tweaky from a long bike ride or something. But when you have me do the test where I hold my arm out and you can push my arm down immediately, I don't feel any pain in my arm. I don't feel like I have weakness in my arm. But the second you have me hold it out and then you immediately push it down to my side. Right. That's a problem for me because that tells me my body's not at its best, which is disappointing to me. And then you do an adjustment and you do the test again. And as you said earlier, it sounds totally woo-woo to say this, but I think it's demonstrative of the fact that the body is an entire system, not isolated joints and limbs. Suddenly after the adjustment, I hold my arm out and with the same amount of effort, I can maintain my arm out to the side at 90 degrees with you pushing down. To Mm -hmm. me, that's hugely indicative of the need for a right adjustments. And as you said, it's not about the weekly or the frequency, but just making sure you know what your baseline is and then maintaining that level of health. Exactly. 
Exactly. Cool. Yeah. Are you? Are, yeah, yeah. How much have you been studying chiropractic? And the answer is is really really not a lot. You've just been doing it your whole life, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I we mean, all have. We I all mean, have. And I feel like I feel like such a, a proud mama right now. I feel like I've just taught you so much, and you're just nailing it. I mean, you're saying these things better than sometimes you know. Maybe, uh, maybe better than than I can say it, um, but I doubt it. Uh, it's just really good. You're you're just talking you're talking yeah. truths right now. So the more people that know this stuff, the better. And the more that we know about our own bodies, the better we can take care of ourselves, our kids. That our that so I think that's exactly right. And um, what I will say about the state of current affairs with everything pretty much oh shut my down. Gosh. Yeah. to stay at home and spending more time with with their families and just in their own heads and in their own bodies is that. My personal belief is that if, if something good comes out of this, perhaps it will be that we've had this time to slow down. And mm. I think for me myself, I didn't truly have self-awareness of my own physicality, um, what was hurting, what wasn't, and why until I created some white space in my calendar and had time to ponder these things. I think when yeah. we're so busy and hectic and stressed and, and running around, we don't even know if we're feeling good or not. So that's my postulation. Hopefully something good comes of the slowdown, but I'd be curious to know what, what do you think if something good is going to come of all this, what would that be? Yeah. I, I think there's a lot that can be good coming from a lot of this. I really like yours though. The world just got a, a calling of whatever, you know, from whatever, uh, power, uh, that we just got to slow the heck down. You know, in, in right now, we don't have a choice, you know, uh, in, in, in certain areas of our life. I think that's really interesting. That, and I like that you created some white space in your life so you could kind of, I don't know, reevaluate how you're going to ramp up again. Um, but well, let's no, see. No, uh, this was even before the coronavirus. This has been yeah. over the last few years where I yeah. got rid of, I would say, 40 to 50% of where I used to spend my time. And there's just days of my week that I would call white space. And I will be honest with you, prior to this coronavirus situation, having white space in one's calendar can actually be quite lonely because when everyone else is at full speed and you've got downtime that you'd like to fill with time with your friends, time with neighbors, having phone calls, when everyone else is in this manic rush, you don't necessarily get to have time with them. Yeah. But it does open up time for oneself to ponder, why do I feel like crap today? Oh, that's right. I ate XYZ last night, super late before bed. Um, or, you know, just whatever you can, you have the chance to, to notice patterns. You have the chance to get curious. You have the chance to say, I wonder what might happen if I, for example, curtail my eating to an eight hour window, this intermittent fasting experiment is fascinating to me. <laughs> you don't have time to experiment when you're on the go hundred percent. So no. slowing down is good. Um, so yeah, it, it, here's, here's my thoughts. I, this is going to happen again. You know, when this is all over, it's going to happen again. I don't know when it is going to happen. I don't know if it's going to be the same mode necessarily. But a crisis like this, with our level of global reach and empathy right now, uh, the amount can be massive and the outcome can be good or bad. Right? Because of the Internet, we are now capable of hearing about genocide in another country when before we had no idea. That's true. You know, we are seeing other people's lives and we are putting ourselves, most of us, you know, some of us unfortunately aren't as empathetic or fortunately, however you want to put that, you know, you see what I'm saying. But we also have this level of seeing the world so that now we can 
react as they're reacting. Um, so when this happens again, what are we going to do differently? Do we think that what we just said to that person was right? Do we think that what we just typed to that person with the keyboard in front of us as a barrier so they can't see our face or talk to us face to face was the appropriate reaction to what you just read? Are you in a good state when you make a decision or are you in a, you know, a reactive, very um, fearful state when you respond either to yourself or someone else? And as far as leaders go, I think, I think what we're going to see is, is a learning from mistakes or not necessarily mistakes, but just coming out of this stronger and better um, as a nation, as a world. Um, even think of yourself as an individual, you know, what kind of mission are you on? That's right. You know, and what I, I was just listening to, uh, a really good colleague of mine, one of my best mentors. And he had this, I, I don't know if this is a, a, a popular thing, but he called it the en- empty cup analogy that you have an empty cup in your mind. And if you don't fill it up, it'll get filled up for you. You know, and it will get filled up for you with a conscious collective, uh, collective conscious. It will get filled up with what you read and hear and see. And so I took that and said, whoa, you know, we got to guard our mind. You know, Jim Rohn used to say this all the time, and I I listen to him frequently. He said, there are, you have the capability of being the guardian of your mind. You have the capability of not necessarily being like a soldier in your mind's battle, but actually being like a, um, like a general is controlling that. But, um, I know I'm going on a little bit of a rant there. No, I like that. No, no, no. I like that a lot. I think one of the most important things, uh, or, or one of the, one of the things we're going to see from this is how we reacted. We're going to look at that and we're going to see, okay, when this happens again, how are we going to change it? Did we do the right thing? Did we not? I love what you just said about being conscious of what we feed our minds. If nothing else, I think people are feeling the fatigue of the information coming at them and they're feeling out of control and anxious. And the reality is it's up to us what we let into our eyes and our ears and our heart. And that goes from everything that we read to the people that we surround ourselves with, to the Instagram accounts that we choose to follow or not follow and the news that we choose to look at or not look at. And I think being, as you said, guardians of our mind and our soul will play out in our physical health in a really big way. And it's ultimately up to us to your point about your empty cup. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's a lot of ways to change state, you know, listening to music, uh, being, thinking of gratefulness, um, you know, uh, it doesn't have to be this constant uh, change in how we react, but it can be like just a, a moment, like meditation. Oh, oh, what a great idea. I, I read this book called Miracle Morning. Have you ever read that? Yeah, thing? no, I haven't read that one. You like it? Yes, and I just thought about it now. I, I keep telling people about this thing. I got to okay. share it more often. Okay. He's um, got a great website, Miracle Morning. It's just a great way to just uh, – in what was his name? That uh, Thomas, Thomas Scott. Is that his name? One of your podcasters? Yeah, Thomas Scott. Yes. That guy's yep. the man. Um, I was listening to a little <laughs> bit of that episode. Loved it. Um, but it, it, just taking time for yourself, like you said, 
Um, but how to do that better, you know, how to just get a guide a little bit. And this guy, uh, Miracle Morning, he just lays it out so good. He has this analogy, I'm sorry, he has this acronym um, called SAVERS, S-A-V-E-R-S. So that's um, silence, uh, affirmations, visualizations, exercise, reading, and scribe. So writing at the end. But it's just, cool. a great, it's just a great way to look at it. And the book is just unbelievable. It's such a short, easy read. Oh man, good cool. idea. I'm ordering it on uh, online right now. Thanks for you that. Should. But also, yeah. the first two chapters are free, and it's on there. But um, it's on the website. It's got a, he's got a huge following. This guy, uh, great plug. Happy I said that. All right, cool. Um, I will include that link on the on the podcast right up oh, for your episode. Totally, totally, totally. All right. Um, so, how much time do we have? Like another hour? Uh, well, no, I believe you said your wife and your newborn are expecting you home shortly, and I want to honor that. I know, I know. It's like, it's like, can we just keep going, please? I know, but uh, what we yeah, will I guess. definitely do is a part two. I promise you that, and um, I hope that when we record round two, it's on the back end of the situation that we're in right now. But oh, in the meantime, yeah. I definitely encourage people to find you and contact you. Again, the website is goldenhealthchiropractic.com. Uh, and is your email uh, info at or? Correct. Yep, that's the at. easiest way to get in touch with me uh, in the okay. office is just to contact info at goldenhealthchiropractic.com. Perfect. So consults by phone and video, highly recommend doing that right now, taking advantage of perhaps working from home and having some downtime for all of us is to check in with our Golden Base Chiropractor, Dr. Kevin Holman, and find out how you can function more optimally and find some things that you can do for yourself uh, life is better when aligned, as you say. So I dig it. Thanks for your time today. Thank you, Megan, and Maximum Enthusiast Podcast, Maximum Enthusiasm Podcast. I absolutely love it. I'm just diving into this website <laughs> oh. for, for like the next three weeks. Enjoy, really my friend. To... Enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Have a good night. Say you hi to your family me. for me. Thank you. We'll do. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Maximum Enthusiasm with Megan Hotman. Subscribe, check out our blog, and learn more at MaximumEnthusiasm.com.